0: All right, here we go. I'm ready. Welcome to episode 75 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well today, man. You look well. Partially, partially because
1: I am in my old office. You are. And I'm back in the marketing department at the shop, which is was a weirder transition than what I would have thought.
0: But I'm doing good. So how are you doing, man? I can't complain. I'm doing awesome. It's uh, we had a great Fourth of July weekend. Uh, got to get away with the family. We went to our cabin in PA, and oh, you entered into communist <clears throat> territory for the we weekend. I did. We did, and uh, I, I did my own thing, and nobody, uh, nobody there is enforcing anything on. <laughs> no. in small town Western PA, nobody cares.
1: Nobody cares, man. At this nah. point. No, everybody's like, "All right, cool." Yeah. It was a
0: fun ride. Well, it gave it a couple months. It was funny. <laughs> Ran down to the little gas station in town. There's a sign on the door that says "Mask Mandatory." Right. And I run back to the truck. You know, you know, we have a couple in there for situations like that. So I run back to the truck, grab one, and put it on. Take one step into the into the store, and I look around. Nobody's wearing a mask. The people working there aren't wearing a mask. The people shopping there aren't wearing a mask. Yep. And so I kind of just slowly peel my mask off my face. I'm just like, I don't need this, do I? And the guy, you know, the guy behind the counter just looks, looks at me kind of shakes his head and rolls his (laughs) eyes. So the, the best way I can describe
1: this, and it's been a really funny experience for me is it really shows you how, from an official standpoint, people really, I mean, there's always going to be the diehard follower no matter what, but people only tolerate being told what to do for so long. You know, there's, there's a window of time where that lapses. And currently in my state, we're in that transition where, you know, as of last week, the governor declared that as soon as you leave your home, a mask is required. Literally they, they, went into detail and explained, as you step out your front door, you are required to be wearing a mask. And that statement that he made, I have seen less people wearing masks after he made that than before. Yeah. And it's, it's that, I think it's the American spirit. Honestly, I really believe that there's a, there's still a rebel heartbeat in our country and I'm not right here on the podcast, not saying right, wrong, whatever, you know what I mean? I, everybody knows my stance, but I'm just explaining what I've been seeing. But I think that rebel heartbeat is still there. And I think that that was a pushback from our communities where they're like, okay, that's getting a little crazy. Yeah. So, but yes, you, you survived communist Pennsylvania we and had a good weekend. Yeah. So it, cool. it, yeah it, I
0: saw some photos. That was a great time. I, and I really didn't didn't take that many photos cause I just, I try to spend as little time on my phone as possible and, uh, and just, enjoy Um, i know i i have such maybe this like for the few people i talked to about this here at at the shop. maybe this is it's more of a common thing than just me but i have such a like i have this like oh i see fourth of july time through these like rose tinted glasses and i this like romantic feeling about the fourth of july just (laughs) yeah, <laughs> I think it's just because, you know, you know, growing up, it, that's a smack dab middle of the summer. You've, you've been out of school for a while. You've been hanging out with your family, you've been hanging out with your friends. It's hot. So you're just, uh, and there's fireworks. I I don't know. Just like that. And I've grown up just, you know, having a very patriotic, um, instilled background. So 4th of July just, you know, just carries a lot of weight for me. And, um, man, I just, I love 4th of July and, uh you know we, it was kind of a bummer we didn't get to go to any fireworks this year uh and but i mean that that's that's such a small part of really what the whole thing's about but it was just yeah just it was another awesome 4th of july um and i'm just i'm so thankful for that and even in the midst of of, of everything that's going on in the country right now um taking that time that weekend just to really concentrate and focus and be thankful for, you know, for the freedoms that we do have here. And, um, it just as much as we feel like, you know, governors and government or whatever is, is, uh, is, you know, however we feel about them trying to do things, we still have a lot of freedom in this country and we're able to worship who we want to worship. We're able to, um, Enjoy a lot of things, and so, yeah, it was awesome. And I was, I was, I was actually ready to. I, I really didn't think about work too much the whole weekend, which was weird. But I was definitely ready by by Sunday night to you know, to get back in here. So, how was your Fourth of July weekend? I didn't do anything, to be honest. We really
1: didn't do much, but hang out with my family. My wife's birthday was. Um, on the 6th. So we did a little bit of celebrating on Saturday for her birthday with some family members and everything. Sunday, just hung out with my family for for probably four or five hours. This year was one of the most laid back 4th of Julys that I think we've had. Typically, we would go up to our cabin, which is actually probably pretty close. I mean, we probably would have only been an hour apart, hour and a half apart, which we have to keep in mind for the future, Craig. Yeah, when yeah. You're in Western PA. We need to if we're ever on a holiday we got to have like a family get together or something but that'd be awesome um, yeah we we didn't do much i poked around in my garden which is doing phenomenal i'm really happy with our garden this year uh, i messed with the jeep i've been driving the jeep for about a week and a half now and it's amazing it's felt so good on saturday evening i drove the jeep uh, i guess it wasn't really saturday evening it was kids nap time they usually nap for 2 or 3 hours And over that period, I just drove it on Saturday and it was just crazy hot, but I didn't care. I just drove for two or three hours and went all over the mountains and stuff. Um, Took some photos, just essentially my 4th of July, the way that I felt like I was celebrating this year was just doing what I want with my family, not worrying about this whole virus thing. Not that I was out licking doorknobs and stuff because I wasn't, but you know, we just spent time together and had fun. And then I did post that picture on my Instagram. I don't know if you saw that, but it kind of broke my Instagram for a little while. I took that on. Actually, I took that on July 3rd. So that would have Which fun. photo
0: is it? Sorry, I don't remember. I,
1: I burned a mask. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that that was the first time I actually got someone wishing me dead.
0: Really? Yeah, it was first nice. time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's you got to have your first time at some point.
0: Well, it's just the irony there is hard to miss. They want everybody to wear a mask to save lives, but they want you to die for. They want me to die because I just yeah. But yeah. anyway,
1: it it was a good time. I I can't complain. And I, I, you know, the one thing I will say though is like you were saying, you were getting ready to come back to work. I am at this point hungry to take a break, and I know like I need to at some point soon. I go through those spells where I'm super motivated and I'm super in focus and I can just crank out whether it's content or help with sales or, you know, manage our team. I can do all that stuff well, but I can only do it really well at the capacity that I'm at for three or four months. And then I I literally need a physical break. Yeah. And I'm, I'm at that point where um, I just, I need to take three or four days off And, uh, you know, my wife's helping me plan a cabin weekend and I kind of talked about it before in the podcast, but I'm probably going to take a weekend of just me. As much as I love spending time with my family a couple times a year, I need a couple days where it's just me. I go hiking up at the cabin, have silence, you know, just to, bring myself back to earth. Cause there's been so much stuff going on over the last year. And I've had a lot of stress over the last couple months and you know, all the situations and everything, but, um, it's been some of the best months of our business, but also some of the most stressful that I've navigated. So yeah, I definitely need a couple days to just kind of come back to earth and probably, maybe I'll take just a a long weekend of me and then the following weekend, take my family up to the cabin or something so I can spend some focused time with them as well. Yeah.
0: it's funny. I, I, I don't necessarily have an itch to go off by myself. Although I do, I do have those, I have had those times in in my past, but I definitely get, there are certain things throughout even my week that I look forward to doing because it's kind of me time, which one of them is mowing my lawn. <laughs> I love <laughs> I love putting my AirPods in, putting a podcast on or music or whatever, and sitting on my lawnmower for a little while, um, weed whacking, just you know, doing that stuff is kind of uh, it's kind of my time. And it's actually getting to get that time of the summer when it's not raining as much and the grass isn't growing as much. And I'm looking at my lawn, like, Oh no, I'm going to have to start watering my lawn so I can get, I get my own quiet just, time.
1: Just drive up and down the road a couple times, yeah. you know, just throw your AirPods in and
0: well, I, I, go I, I five might s- miles an hour up the road. <laughs> yeah. I might still just mow the lawn. It's just, you know, cause the weeds still grow and or, or whatever. So I'll just be mowing the weeds and not any grass, but no, I, I do think it's it's important to, even if it's just 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 a little bit of time each day or each week uh, you know just just have a little time to get away somewhere it you know, one of the things i i've I've loved to do that unfortunately, work has gotten in the way of being able to do this more, but going mountain biking is was always that for me that that, that yeah. was that, that that was my escape that was getting in the woods, me and my bike verse the trail and um, and just getting that energy out and getting just getting that me time. uh, that was always super important and that's something I've, I honestly, I I think about it almost every day. Like, man, I would love to go mountain biking this morning, but just the time coming for it. Like it's basically going to be a half day off by the time I, even if I get up, super early and stuff. By the time I go, I get back home, unload, shower, get back into work. I, I'm going to burn, burn more time than what I can, I can manage burning. And I don't know. There's just, there's not enough time. Yeah, no, I
1: feel it. I'd, do. And I think some of it comes <clears> down to, down to personality and that's something that I've analyzed about myself a lot lately, especially because yeah, I'll give you the example. I can seem like, disconnected person sometimes and part of that is I, th- I literally thrive in silence alone like that you know there's a lot of people that really like being around other people and really like to be you know, kind of social and and I can turn that switch on but after I'm around a lot of people for any amount of time like for example even our team if I'm really engaged and really working with our team that drains me over time. And then the best way for me to quickly recuperate is that alone time. So I'm sure there's some people listening that would kind of be in my camp and see that. But then there's also, you know, I just, as I've been analyzing it, it just totally depends on personality Mm -hmm. because there's other, other people even on our team that would rather be with 20 people for three days just relaxing and playing games and having fun and that would be their recharge. So maybe the biggest point, And one of the biggest yeah. things I'm learning is just how to, how to gauge what I need in my personal life and when, you know, it's yeah. I've had a lot of time thinking about that kind of stuff. Cause it does affect I mean, when you're worn out, even if you don't know you're worn out, it's just not good.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. But, so, uh, what's going on this week? What you got going on? Yes, it,
1: as you and I were talking about before the podcast, this has been kind of a, a wild spring compared to you know, past, past years and all that stuff, um, uncertainty from all the shutdowns and things like we've talked about a thousand times in the podcast. But this year has been – really mind blowing the effect that we've had in the market and the growth we've experienced. Um, And we're just continually planning the next moves and trying to make the best decisions we can as we grow and scale up. And one of them is, you know, we brought on another gentleman on, I guess Monday would have been the official start day. Um, A guy that, you know, I'm going to keep it on the down low and we're not going to use any names right now. Just, for the time being, at some point in the future, we'll be able to announce, you know, exactly who this is and all that stuff. And maybe even eventually, um, I don't know, get him on the podcast or something, but good friend of both um, yourself and, and me helping out with sales, because I'm, I'm just realizing as we're kind of refining our tactics with the company, we are obviously still focusing on the consumer content, the or the consumer sales, the direct sales over the internet. But then we're also really honing in on our contracting and government and military sales and all of that. And that's growing rapidly. So bringing other people on board to kind of approach other avenues of sales. And and this gentleman that we just brought on board where he's going to be focusing right now is aligning us with, we have a list of about six to eight different websites that would like to have our products on their site and we handle the fulfillment of it. So that's his arena that we're focusing on and trying to get that all set up because we've had good experiences with a couple companies doing that. And if they're the right companies and they're doing marketing at the same time, and that's kind of the key that we're looking for is companies that have a powerful marketing arm who already believe in the product. And then, can speak about the product and also, you know, tap into their customer base. So that's what he's, he's tasked with and we've had good luck with that. A lot of people know we work with warrior poet and we manufacture their Raven and they also sell our products on their website. And that's been a really good experience for us. So I'm looking at getting just a handful of different avenues like that for the company. Um, just to help propel us into, you know, in front of new people, new faces, maybe people that we're not reaching already, but it's a different, different avenue than what we've done before. But then we also want to integrate this gentleman into other sales as well as we go forward. So we're, we're playing that by year, by year and um, seeing where it goes, but I can't complain about this year.
0: You know, it's been a roller coaster, but yeah a good year so far. No, for sure. It's, me I mean, Dusty was talking yesterday. It was kind of the end of the day and a lot of, you know, a lot of people left and I just, I just said to him like, man how, how awesome is our team right now that, that, that we have here? I said, I said, I, <clears throat> I came in the office and I, cause I was laser beam focused on, on getting the CNC set up. Um, I had to, I had to switch around both machines to, Get some things set up and uh and i just i, w- I was laser being focused on that i, I came in the office dusty's laser being focused on um also dusty's i am not sure if i mentioned this he's moved more into um like a sales role uh sales and promotions and the ambassadors and, and all that stuff is is what he's really focused on now and he was in here kind of learning more about email promotions and how to grow a list and how to get people engaged, you know, just it, it, he was, he was taking the time to learn more about that, <clears throat> which it, like in the past, we, he would never have had the time for that if it wasn't for some of the other people that, that we've hired here. And, and so he's able to really focus on that. And I was excited that, that he's able to take the time to do that. Cause that's going to help us a lot. Uh, just being able to do that better, and then I look out in the in, in the shop, and Nate's out there. Um, you know, he's he's building the mags, packaging. Uh, you know, Kim's getting things packed and shipped, and just I'm looking around at, at, at all the stuff that's that's going on and all these people working on it, and I was like, man, like things are really clicking, and this team that we have is is just doing an awesome job. Like our, I mean, we're shipping three to four times more this this spring than what we did last spring and part of that's because we have more more uh more products and more SKUs with the century strap and neomag type g and stuff but just like we're shipping a lot more stuff and making a lot more stuff and we're keeping up and uh it's just it's so exciting adding people to a team and making that team i I, i'm I'm coming to find that as being just as much, if not even sometimes more rewarding part of the business than, you know, than anything else is, is making that team, watching this, watching this uh, machine of a business churn and and, and work and stuff. And, And now I'm finding myself trying to learn more about how to make that team and how to make that team work better and, and and be fulfilling mm-hmm. and uh, just yeah like that management side of things and team building side of things is really exciting to me and I'm trying to learn more about because I mean if if it's not for these people doing this stuff this doesn't happen so uh, it excites me anytime you guys have have added people it's exciting me to see what that's going to do for you guys and it seems like every step you've uh, you know, I know you guys have taken the to, to make a new spot <clears throat> and be able to kind of uh fill more niches you know because at first I think you hire people to to take things off of your plate <clears throat> because it started out it was just you and a couple other people everybody's doing a dozen different tests and and you, so you hire people to fill some of those other major tasks, well, then, after those major tasks get get taken care of, now you get to hire people to help with the tasks of those people and so you, you so everybody kind of gets to get a little more specialized, which is which I think is exciting uh, just you know when you have people that can really focus on a task, you know one or two tasks instead of ten or twelve tasks uh, I think you're going to see growth and you're going to see things done, done with excellence and, and better and stuff like that. So it's just so exciting, man. It's, it's so cool to see the, that, that growth and those things happen.
1: One of the things that I always was talking about, a good friend of mine named Roger, I lean on him a lot when I have struggles or questions with business. Um, a really good guy to, to converse with. One of my biggest, I'm going to call it a goal, but I guess I guess I would call it a benchmark. One of my personal benchmarks and that I always communicated to Roger was, I'm going to feel like I have a real business when I start building my team. And that was one of the biggest struggles early on, is not having the budget to build that team. And there's an aspect from business ownership where... As you make a team and then you have people you're managing, it makes it feel like a real business. You know, now it's not just, oh, Jared's up there trying to put some content out, trying to do sales, trying to do programming, trying to do drawing. You know, I, I get to take those hats off and give them to other people. And then I realize that <clears throat> I have quite literally a real team. And that has come with extreme struggles at times as you and I have talked about and, Mm -hmm. you know, navigating the human aspect of that as a business owner that hasn't done this before. Now I've, I've managed teams and other capacities in my past, but I've never been the head of that team where all other issues, questions stop at me. Um, so it's been a, a huge learning learning curve. And, I, you know, I, I know what – being in the position that I'm in and seeing the last five years, now we know, like you were saying, some of those more specialized positions, how they can fill in, and then how I can utilize them better. So you're right. There are definitely there, – there's definitely positions we're filling that three years ago I wouldn't have even thought they would be worth – Filling. I just wouldn't have known that that need would have existed in that, um, in that kind of scale. So it's, it's, it's cool. It is so cool when you see building your, you know, building your team. And it's, uh, yeah, it's something that I've always, I've just looked at and said, when I get to that point where I have a team and we can expand it, then I feel like now it's not just this little business. Now I can say this is a legit business because we're taking care of other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I just finished reading while well, listening to the e-myth. Have you read or listened to that?
1: I have that book actually. And that was one that was highly recommended to me. Yeah. But I have not, I'm going to be honest. The last year I haven't read like I did in the past, I, I have not picked up
0: a book in a little while, but I tried to uh, about the book. So, <clears throat> yeah it it was it's very very highly recommended to me too for for a long time and and I think I've I've had it in my in my library on Audible for a long time and I try to go back and forth between like a I don't know I guess for lack of better terms like a how to book. Um, and then a fiction book. I, I try to rotate back and forth. So I'm not just completely, I'm not constantly hammering my brain with, uh, with how to stuff. I need a break every now and then and something just to kind of enjoy, uh, just for the fun. So it was time for a how to book. And I had another buddy reach out to me <clears throat> just, just out of the blue and say that, that it, he started the, that he was about halfway through the E-Myth and he really liked it and that that I should read it. And I'm like, all right, uh, let's do it. So, It, uh, it's, it's got a lot of really great stuff to take away. And it's something I'm, I'm probably going to buy the book. I'm going to listen to it and follow through with the book again so I can highlight and mark things. Um, but the first listen through there's the main thing I took away from it is, um, And it really kind of depends on the type of person you are. So um, I think we both know people in the industry or just not even just our industry, but we both know business owners that love being a business owner and being an entrepreneur. And then we know people that love being a technician is what they say in the book. Like someone that just loves to do the hands-on work stuff side of it. They don't really necessarily love the business side of it. They love making stuff and they love being hands-on and stuff. So, um, it kind of, it kind of talks about how to, how to make a business that can run itself. You know, get to the point where you're not, um, you're not working in the business. You're working on the business. Right. Right. And, And I think uh, I think no matter where you lie on that that spectrum of I just want to be an entrepreneur. I just I love being a business owner. Or if you just want to be that technician, how to build your business so that you can do those and enjoy what you do. You know, so whether it's building a team to do uh, to, to work to work in the business so that you can work on the business, or if you're that technician how to build a team to work on the business so that you can work in the business. You know, it, it kind of just does that. And, uh, and that's, that's put everything in a super tight nutshell of what it goes through in that book. But, um, like as I was listening through it, I, and kind of why I bring it up just, you know, just with us talking about the team building thing, just when I think about, you know, how I started this business by myself. And I was doing, I was doing everything in the business. I wasn't really able to work on the business because I was doing everything in the business. But as, as the team's grown and I've been able to hand off more stuff, I've been able to kind of specialize into what I truly wanted, want to do and need to do, which right now what I, um, What I want to do is I love making stuff. I love machining and I love 3D printing and lasering and coming up with new products and new ideas. And what I need to do is, um, and what I have been doing really is finding is as the company grows, hire people to take over some of those tasks so that I can kind of work my way up into making this business be able to run itself. Cause back when it was just by myself, if I didn't do it, it didn't happen. Now I can leave, um, you know, for, you know, you know, somewhat extended period of time and the, and the mission and the business is going to be able to run by itself. It's not to the point where I can completely walk away from it for months, but I can walk away for, weeks or something if I need to. So I'm getting to the point, I'm getting to the point and it's, and, and it's, it's, it's going to take time, uh, you know, to you know, you get to the point where it can, it can completely run without me. And, um, and I don't know if I, if, if I ever want it to, you know, you know, to be completely able to run without me um, because I love doing what I get to do. So, but anyway, I just, I think you would like it. I, I think you would get a lot out of it. Um, even if it's, I just, I, that's one thing I've learned, you know, from reading or listening to these, you know, to kind of these business how-to books. There's, there's always something I'm going to take away from it. And there's always going to be things that I'm going to listen to and be like, no, it doesn't really apply. Right. To me right. It's not going to apply to me right now, but there are things that I remember listening to, years ago on these books and thinking that's not going to apply to me that I've had to go back and listen to it because I'm like, Oh, this applies to me now.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. As things progress, things change. <clears throat>
0: yeah. And
1: that's a, that's such a powerful thought process though, too. that whole being able to set up a team so that you can kind of step aside. And that is something over the last five years that I think people listening to, it's not going to sound crazy when I say it, because they, they kind of know where I'm at. But that's what I would love to have set up. I want in our marketing, especially the marketing, because that's where I sit. I would love to have between two and four people under me that can quite literally do things better than me, as far as the technical aspect. I want to get people in here that can do better videography than me, and better photography than me, and better graphics design and things like that, where now I'm telling the ultimate story of where I want to go with the business. And I don't necessarily have to be ingrained in every single little aspect of the process. So I, I can totally get exactly, um, where that whole mindset's coming from, because one thing that I didn't realize, and I don't think I think a lot of people don't realize when you're starting out is how much time and energy you're going to have to put in just figuring out the story of the business and where you want to go. And it's so easy to kind of get into these systems where you're just repeating the same thing over and over and you're not necessarily looking forward. You're kind of just looking at your keyboard and and you're in that I don't know that 20 foot space where you're in that box and you know, what's needed right in this moment, but you're not thinking about what's needed three years from now. And I want to start assembling that team. And we already have, as far as the sales end of the spectrum, as far as our shop and all of those things, but getting those team members in place so that you can pull back and make bigger decisions and make bigger game plans. Um, that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm excited for I've had business owner friends that are like, "What?" doesn't that make you nervous that you're putting people in place that are better than you at a certain task? And I'm like, that's the whole point is knowing, knowing when you can trust those people and bring those people on that are better than you at a certain thing into your team. That, that empowers you. It doesn't take away from you, you know? And I think people, some people, early on. And maybe if you would have asked me that five years ago, maybe I would have seen that as a threat, you know, but it, it's one of those things as you grow, you realize that number one, as you add team members, your time in management goes up. And that just simply sometimes means talking. It means that your team members are going to have life issues that come up and then you're going to be talking about it. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's an hour conversation two-hour conversation, literally navigating life. And you need to be able to have those times. And if you're constantly ingrained, at least for me in the technical aspect of it, you know, I, it, it's hard for me to balance all of those different things. So yeah, yeah I
0: get it. I, I, I just, I just been trying. I'm able to now be able to, um, to really start thinking about how, how can I do this? How can we do everything here better? You know, we do everything. I think we already do everything here extremely well. Um, but how can we do it better? How can, uh, how can we tighten tolerances more? How can we QC better? How can we, you know, just coming up with those systems and continually trying to figure out how can we do it better is fun to me. Um, you know, what piece of machinery can we get next? You know, like, like what's a new thing that we need? What's, a what do we have that could be better and do a better job for us? You know, just, you know, continually trying to figure out how can we do this better? Um, and just have pride in what we do. And as, uh, I think it's just a really exciting thing to think about. And, and thankfully, You know, our business, our business has been blessed a lot this year and, uh, and I'm able to, like, I I can afford to think about that stuff, which is really awesome. And, uh, I mean, I just, I don't know if I showed you, I got a new air compressor and it's,
1: yeah, you sent me a picture. It's not, it's
0: not just any little, like I went from a, from like a 60 gallon, uh, just like Husky air compressor and that thing was running constantly and it's super loud and it was awful. So I went and spent a stupid amount of money on a screw compressor. Which then nearly silent. Dude, that thing is ridiculous. It's just, it puts out a ton of air. Um, it, it's got a built-in air, air dryer, um, you know, like a refrigerant air dryer. So I don't have to be dry. Like, so the air dryer I, I was using, it was fine when I just had a mini mill and like one air tool but we're doing a lot more now. So the air, air dryer I had, was just constantly needing maintenance. And, um, this thing just, it was, it was more money than what I really, it seems stupid to spend this much money on an air compressor. But now that we Until have it,
1: have the silence and you have immediate air and you yep. have reliability, and you have dry air and I get it.
0: Yeah. It's just all those things matter. And, um, and I was, I was, I was telling myself, man, I'm going to spend all this money on something. that's not going to make me money, but in a way, I mean, in a way it does cause I need air in order to, for us to do what we do here. But um, I could have paid less for air. You know, I, I could have found something else that would have been a better step and not as high a step as this. But man, now that it's here, all of us, that work here like this thing's amazing <laughs> like and it made you money
1: if it made you sanity it made you money
0: oh well, exactly i'm like <laughs> we all actually don't mind being in the shop now because we don't have this super loud air compressor um going constantly and it's just it's uh i mean it's gonna be better i've got i have two cnc machines that aren't cheap and and having dry air coming through those is gonna it's gonna be better for those machines and all this stuff so just stuff like that. And then I'm like, you know, what can we do better? And, uh, it's just, it's exciting. I mean, it's, I love, I love being the business owner and, I, um, and having the team I have and what we get to do, just, it's also exciting. And it's like, even the stressful, the things that I used to find extremely stressful, um, I've learned, are, are are going to happen like th- those things that stress me out are going to continue to happen but when I look over the last five years every time I got stressed out about those things they got they got fixed they got worked out I learned from it and I know what to do now and I know how to react now um, so it's just I've man I just learned so much over the last five years that's that's awesome still learning still yeah oh i and i still know nothing i feel like um i've learned a lot but i still i still know nothing but i
1: i totally understand that equipment aspect and and all that and i mean we have that we have that big table showing up i guess in september that's when we're having that installed the new uh high def plasma so that's going to be total game changer for us and it'll come at right, just the right time. I think because fall is going to get insane at this rate. Yeah, but it's cool seeing it's cool investing in the business and seeing it happen and then seeing what you can do because of that investment. And it almost always opens up new doors for you. Um, and then we're game planning, you know, we have this big table coming and now we're looking at in the next two to three years, what's the next investment? We're game planning that and strategizing that. So it's, there's a lot, there's a lot of people that game plan pretty much scientifically and they have the experience to be able to do that. I don't necessarily have that experience. I, I don't. And it's also really hard because we're in such a, a volatile stage of the business where you make a couple moves and the the growth that you can experience is sometimes explosive and it's hard to predict out the next couple years, but the game plans that we have in place over the next two to five years are pretty cool. And I'm excited to see them start to come into reality and start to see kind of the fruits of what we're investing in. Some of that's equipment, some of that's people, some of that's just, Both, you know, being able to market in a different way because we have both. I mean, that's, that's going to be unreal, but I I can't wait because I think in the next year to two years, we'll also have a fiber laser down here. Yeah. And that's our, our next really big thing that we're going to bite off.
0: Um, Yeah, that's cool.
1: Which opens opportunity. I mean, the, the equipment, so it's kind of funny. So I have a lot of friends that are in a manufacturing position where they manufacture products for other people. And sometimes they're literally making pennies on a part and they have to manufacture tens of thousands of these things to make money. And companies like yourself and, and ours are in a little bit different scenario where we own the product and we're taking it from start to finish. So we don't need to necessarily make 10,000 of these things. We need to, you know, we have good margins on our product and and we obviously need to grow sales, but we get to look at equipment a little bit differently, which is something that I think is really
0: cool. Yeah. One of the things I asked you about, <clears throat> I think it was yesterday I texted you, maybe the day before. I asked if <clears throat> if you guys have, have made like a 10-year plan. Um, and that's something that, but <clears throat> you said that you guys kind of have a, f- a five-year, um, right? That's kind of
1: where we've been focusing
0: at this point. Yeah, is that five-year plan. And I, I, I'll be honest, I've been I've been scared to make a five to ten-year plan, just because I look at <clears throat> well, to me, if in my mind, if I make a plan, that some a plan is something that you it's a map. It's something you stick to and it's, it's a direction that you go. And so to me, that's, that's not been even necessarily a possible thing because I look at where we've gone in the last heck six months, let alone year and and five years. I I don't know. I don't know that five years ago or four years ago, I would have made it if I would have sat down and made a five-year plan that I thought we'd be where we are now. Right. But But the more that I've, Um, just how the last six months have gone and and the last year have gone um, and seeing and seeing the, the trajectory that we're on um, and and that we've, that we've taken, I feel like I've got, I've got enough information now to be able to make a five and 10 year plan. And, and, and and kind of the more research that I've done on it is that, you don't make this plan as a diehard line to, to take. It's something, um, you know, dream big, dream reasonable, but dream big and set those goals and be willing to change them monthly. <laughs> you know, like if it, 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 it's not like you have to stick to that goal and hit that goal exactly to the day, 10 years from now. So I, I, I it's something I've, I've been Googling around and i found a couple of really cool outlines and, and the different things to think about and to look at with that 10 year plan. Uh, and now that I've got a little bit more of a complete team here, uh, I want to bring in Dusty and Nate and, and, uh, and have them kind of look at that 10 year plan with me and, and kind of look at where we, you know, my goals for you know because I do have a picture in my mind of of kind of where I see uh, me. F- I don't want to say ending because that sounds that sounds more. I don't know. Sounds more dramatic than I think that it really means. But, <laughs>
1: You're just being a drama queen.
0: Yeah. You know, but I see. I got a picture in my head of where I see, like like the the size of shop and the size of of, of our staff and employees. And, you know, I've, I do kind of have a goal. And so I kind of want to take that goal of where I see everything and see, you know, what's going to take to get there. Because I think having, you know, financial, um, lines in the sand, like, okay, when, when we start seeing this as the norm, here's what we can afford to do. Okay. Now when we get to this point, here's, here's something that we can afford to do and, and just kind of coming out with a uh, map in the sand. I like to think of it and, and be willing to change the need to go. So uh, I think maybe if a future podcast, um, you, know, you know, maybe we can do a, you know, how to make a five-year tenure plan and, and maybe share and then
1: in five years we can look back at that podcast and be like well we changed everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I like that analogy the map in the sand because yeah. a good example is I'll just say our company budget things are so volatile right now every quarter or so we're looking at what our budget is because what we're what we are expecting in Q1 through Q3 changes, uh, radically, you know, by Q4, we're like, Holy cow, this is something, you know, all, more often than not, we have been, um, we've been readjusting as we go because we only have so much data as a small business. And the other thing is when we have these explosive growth periods, we're reinvesting and we weren't expecting that necessarily back in January. So it's uh, it's a constant changing, you know, redirecting. It's it's like if you go out in the middle of the woods and you know you need to go to a general direction, you can pull up your compass and it's going to tell you, you know, whatever whatever direction you need to head, you could figure out. But as you navigate, you're going to have logs and trees and rocks and limbs, and you're you're not necessarily going to follow a straight line, but you're going to end up where you needed to end up, regardless as long as you have that compass. And so that's kind of what I look at. All of our planning is that general direction of where we need to go, but ultimately along the way we're going to have turns and we're going to have elevation changes and and different strategies and different bridges to cross and all kinds of different stuff. Um, and sometimes, you know, you know, furthering the corny analogy of walking in the woods, you might come to a massive valley where there's, you can't cross it, but you have to build something to cross it. And sometimes that's people, sometimes that's equipment, sometimes it's all of those different investments. So that's kind of how I look at it is an ever evolving plan that it's kind of foolish. If you lay it out at January one of the, of the year, and then say, I'm sticking to this 110% unless it's your spending. Like I totally get, we really try to rein in our spending and everything. But even that, we're addressing that every quarter and trying to figure out what the next best thing that we could be doing. So, yeah, I, I think that that's a topic all on its own yeah. for a podcast and just kind of laying out how we've approached that up to
0: this date. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm, I'm hoping the over the next – month month and a half it's going to be kind of crazy too. I've got I'm off for a week on vacation for one week and then two weeks later I'm going to California. Um it's going to be kind of it's going to be kind of sporadic over the next month or so here. But I would love to uh, I, I'm going to try to get the the guys together maybe maybe next week to try to sit down and kind of kind of sketch out and kind of start looking at the 10-year plan stuff. Just because I'm kind of getting more excited to just, you know, know, thinking about, I went from scared to do it to being excited to do it now. So totally get it, man. What, you know what time I think it might be? Oh my gosh. Here we go. I think it's uh... I
1: was really hoping you were going to just ignore it this time. (laughs) Ice
0: break time, buddy. All right. Closing out the podcast with
1: the ice break. What do we, what do you have for me today? All right. I'm scared.
0: This is, this is pretty relevant for at least how hot it's been lately. Would you rather live where only snows or the temperature never falls below hundred degrees?
1: Uh, I actually, okay. I'm going to go with my gut reaction to this and I, said, I actually was just talking to my wife about this the other day, and she was like, really? I'm taking the cold. However, I would be willing to take the heat if I knew the humidity and I knew I had a water source. So those are my two things that if I can jump in a water source at any point and cool off, I'm cool with it. Um, but if you asked me in the winter what I would want, I'd say heat. So I'm unreliable. Yeah. Um, We're fickle <laughs> creatures. So the, the thing about heat is you can lose layers to a point where it's socially acceptable, of course. But you, it's hard to find, like it's really hard to find relief from intense mm-hmm. heat. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Even in shade, if it's 100 degrees and 100% humidity, it's going to be like 90 degrees and you're going to be sweating like crazy. Unless you have a body of water that you can jump in and cool off in the winter, if I have firewood, I can build a fire, and that's kind of why I'm like, ah, you can always add more layers and you can always introduce heat so I don't know what do you think?
0: yeah, this is a hard one i I mean it, well it's, it's kind of hard I hate heat more than I hate cold and actually, I love snow, I think snow's pretty and it's fun and i love driving in it and sledding on it and skiing on it and uh but man like 100 degree weather at least here in ohio because 100 degree weather means stupid humid uh humid too um yes yeah, so maybe if i was somewhere with a drier heat maybe i'd be more willing to to consider the heat but i'm, I'm gonna insane. take hold i take hold which it you know i've now that I've got my Jeep and the top comes off and all the stuff like that, and the doors come off, I've come to like the heat a little bit more too because it's super fun having a, the top and doors off the Jeep and driving around. Uh, but and it's nobody, also. N-
1: nobody said you can't do that in the winter.
0: It, well, exactly. It's not a law. Just and, saying. It's not a law. And there's heat in the Jeep, so I can take all the stuff off and just crank the heat up. You'll be great. You're right behind the windshield. Your kids in the back? <laughs> Not so
1: much. Not so much. They're getting it right in the face.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh I've come to be able to kind of deal with the heat a little bit better the older I get. I've been able to kind of man up and just deal with those hot days. In fact, today we're going to the range this afternoon to shoot a steel match. I've got my cool long pants, uh you know, pants on cause I, I don't like to wear shorts on the range. Uh, so I've, I've come to find like the right, the, the right clothes. I mean, wearing these cools This is an ad for cools. Um, uh, not sponsored, not sponsored, but their pants are freaking amazing. They're basically the closest thing you can get to wearing pants that are as cool as wearing shorts. So I, I've, I've come to find things that kind of get me through the heat, but no hands, I think, hands down. I would rather take, I, I, I would rather live in Alaska. Then live on the. Equator. Oh my gosh! I would live in Alaska. Throw me in the bush, man. Yeah. Just
1: give me my my Henry forty five seventy, so I can fight off some grizzlies.
0: Throw me in the bush. Everybody talks about wanting to move south for the winter. I want to move. No, no I don't. Give me a plot in Alaska. Like I want to live just... here in the winter, and I want to move to. I want to move north. I want to move Alaska in the summer. Like you know, keep me in as cool weather as I can second fine the other thing about winter is you can always eat more yeah I mean,
1: at the end of the day you know we, we can just pack on some weight and well,
0: that that's, you, that's thermal I, insulating which i do love cooking out and i'll still cook out in the winter i don't care but like winter food oh man like chili i could eat chili mm-hmm. every day uh stop yeah. talking about food man i'm hungry um me too i didn't have breakfast this morning i don't ever have breakfast We're getting off topic. That was ice break for today.
1: Ice break. Ice
0: break. All right, man. Well, we should we should get to work. Speaking of work,
1: yep. All right, man. Well, for everybody listening, don't forget. I know we don't uh, we don't hit it up very often, but uh, check our Instagram out. Forging the journey. If you have any topics or anything you want us to cover specifically, just hit us up in the gmails that is forgingthejourney the journey at gmail.com. We'd like to hear from you guys and take a second and leave a rating and review of the podcast. That would be, uh, awesome. that helps, helps us out a
0: lot. And if you want to find out more about our businesses, uh, my company is under the Neomag, and Jared, Jared's under TA targets. If you want to That's see it, more of what we do targets, and also, uh, we started kind of like an insider account on, on Instagram. It's neomag underscore insider. Uh, we put a lot of goofy stuff on there and fun behind-the-scenes stuff. So see some others there.
1: I don't have an insider account, so you get what you get. Yep. <laughs> get what you pay for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
0: right,
1: guys. We'll see All you right. in the next podcast. Take care, Greg. Yeah.